know the vibes. We're back. <laughs> Another episode of Hoop Genius Podcast. BJ Armstrong alongside myself, Mo Moonsi. What a night around the NBA. We're back to regular scheduled programming. BJ, how have you been? How was your oh, evening? Oh, hey, hey, you, you scare me, you know, you scare me. It's like, <laughs> I felt like, you know, I was making a phone call and all of a sudden you just said, you know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they need to know, yo, listen, I'm feeling good. Why am I feeling so good? That's three wins in a row for the Boston Celtics. Seven the and Celtics three are the back. Ten. They're not bad. The Celtics not, are not yet. back. Not yet, but it's, it's nice to be three games over 500, you know, for the first time this season. So I'm living good. They secured the win against the Charlotte Hornets and LaMelo Ball, who put up mm. 38 points. Against, against the best defensive player in the league. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> if, that's the, if, this, if the game plan is that, if the game plan is that. Oh, Mo. Mo. If the game Mo. plan is that's that. That's so weak. That's so if weak for you to say that. Is let him go off. I will still win. Okay. If the if the game plan is that, then we'll go with it. I'll take the W any day of the week. Yeah. Oh, oh Mo. That's I'll so weak. Mo, w. I'm really disappointed in you right now. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get have your W, let your win. But the fact remains, LaMelo had 38, 9, and 6. He did. Against the best. Against, according to Mo, Mo Money, Mo Problems, mm. the best defensive player in the entire NBA. I just want to put that out there. And the best defensive player in the NBA led his team to <laughs> victory. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yesterday, we spoke about John Morant going to the garden and how many points he had dropped. And you said, I don't care how many points he drops as long as his team takes the win. Well, LaMelo Ball clearly didn't listen because he dropped a bunch of points and his team lost. But on the other hand, in the garden, John Morant and the Grizzlies secured the win. Now, John Morant went there. He only scored 23 points. But as you said yesterday, he got his teammates involved. Nine assists, three steals. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a big night, 26 and 10. Zaire Williams, 21 points. Steven Adams, 13. Boards cleaning up the glass. They're really getting it done. The New York Knicks, Evan Fournier had 30 points. RJ Barrett had 23 points. Julius Randle was one assist off a triple-double, but uh, Kemba Walker, nil point. Nothing. Mm. Nada. I think that's two games in a row that he's at nil now. Yeah, so looking at all of this, the Knicks need to make some sort of move. And Bobby Marks of ESPN suggested a Russell Westbrook to New York deal. Bobby. Front office insider for ESPN suggested yes. Evan Fournier, Kevin Walker, and Alec Burks in exchange for Russell Westbrook. I think that's a really good deal for the Lakers. I think for the New York Knicks... They need to clear up some roster spots because they just signed Cam Reddish and need to find some playing time for him. And it's not like they can get any worse. Cam Reddish again didn't play. Um, what are your thoughts on that, that idea that Bobby floated out there? Kemba Walker. Evan Fournier. And Evan Alec Fournier Burks. And Alec Burks for Russell Westbrook. 
Correct. And you're looking at a team with Russell Westbrook and Julius Randle. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, I know it's Thursday morning there in the UK, but it's still Wednesday evening here in the States. I'm going to call Bobby Marks right now. <laughs> okay. And I am a man on the mission because I'm not going to reply to this mo until Bobby Marks comes on the show and begins to explain himself in basketball terminology. Now, I heard Doc Rivers say we need we need quote now more truth tellers in this game. Now, I know we make deals from transactional reads. Guys get contracts, guys get the salary cap, and they start matching up contracts. But they forget about the basketball. So I, before I reply Mm. and say something that, you know, I I probably will regret, I'm going to show a little self-discipline. It's like having a nice apple pie in front of you. And you know you shouldn't have you shouldn't have a piece, but you just do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do the opposite of the ad and just say, just do it. I'm going to show some self-restraint here and allow the journalists to explain this trade and how it's going to work, why it should work. And convince me that that is a good deal for all the parties involved. I think it's um, a great deal for the Lakers. I don't <laughs> know how it works out for the New York Knicks. I would, I would love to see Russell Westbrook being coached by Tom Thibodeau. That would be a very fun experiment. But the Lakers won last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, Kamala Anthony against his former team, 24-8 and eight off the bench with two blocked shots as well. You know, no LeBron James once again. Are you starting to get concerned about LeBron James and his injury? Lomo, you know, when you get to your 30s, sometimes it happens in your early 30s. Sometimes it happens in your mid-30s. And in this case, oh, he's 37 years old. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have raved about father time and how father time missed him well let me tell you something there's a reason the statement goes like this mo father time is undefeated i i will put this caveat in there i don't know if father time would still be undefeated if they weren't playing him at center for 38 minutes per night i think that's contributed here to this wear and tear injury on his knee 37 minutes, whether you play it at the point guard, two guard. I am, you know who I'm more amazed with, we should do studies on, are the referees. Because they play 48 minutes every night. Yeah, pure cardio. Okay. And you know, as as a player, let me give you a little hint. Sometimes, Mo, you can miss a time up and down the floor. I know you never do it, Mo, when you play pickup basketball. But, Mo, if you're a referee, you can't miss 
Like you can't like a fast break happens. You just can't like sit down and hang out at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> now they may miss a call or two, just like the players miss a shot or two, but they never miss a no rotation of no plays off. Okay. So I'm more, I am more impressed with the referees than I am the players because those guys play 48 minutes. I want to know what night. sneakers they were. I don't know what they wear, but whatever they wear, they Up are in phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal shape. Okay. And some and of these them aren't are like, old. yeah, that's what I'm saying. some of them aren't like, you know, they're not like in their 20s. I, I, so, I, but going back to LeBron, I am a little concerned, but I've been concerned. I, I always get concerned 32, 30, at 32, 33 years of age, because at some point there, the wheels are going to fall off. That's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes, Mo. Mo. It's it's nothing you can do. You can't continue to play those many minutes at that age. Well, they so, haven't given a date for his return, so I'm kind of I, I don't know if they're going to keep him out until All Star Weekend and bring him back into the fold after that. But all I know is they're not going to be playing the injury striking Portland Trailblazers every night of the week, where uh, Dave Lillard, Nazilla, or Larry Nance, Cody Zeller. Totally. So all these guys are out of the lineup. It's going to be a little bit tougher than that. But do you know who I'm really concerned about here? Who who are you concerned? Who about? I'm really concerned about? The Brooklyn Nets, because Ooh. somewhere in Northern England, our friend Jack is celebrating. The Sacramento Kings defeated the Brooklyn Nets, and not only did they do that. Say it again, Mo. James Say it Harden. again for Jack. They did what? What did the Sacramento Kings do? Oh, they defeated the Brooklyn Nets and held James Harden to four points. Kyrie Irving to 14 points. 18% from the field, 33% from the field. Meanwhile, over in Sacramento, they had, what, seven players in double digits? They were balling out. They were no. balling you know, Mo, I, I think I think it was you and I were discussing this yesterday. Whenever I see quality veteran players like Paul Millsap suddenly want out of a situation, this isn't like some young player or a player who's trying to make a name for himself. This is a high-quality person. Mm. All my feedback on anyone any of my clients who played with him any of the coaches i know who coached him any of the executives who dealt with him they've all held him at the highest level integrity just a good guy good person yeah he's a good player but everyone holds him in the highest regard is that kind of odd mode that he wants out of brooklyn yeah Yeah. and they say especially especially when you have LaMarcus Aldridge, who re- retired, came back. You have Brooke Lopez, who's playing, not Brooke Lopez. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin on uh, limited minutes. They, they're really thin up front. Something is going on there, Mo, that needs to be discussed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any insiders there, and I don't want to speculate. But that was a very odd move to me that just kind of went under the radar. And now to watch them, especially tonight, you know, I watched them the other night versus Phoenix. And of course, you're going to have adrenaline going to playing against the best team in the league. But then when you see an effort like this, you go, something is going on there, Mo. 
we should keep a close eye on that and try to get someone in, that covers Sacramento on the show. Not Sacramento, I mean someone in Brooklyn and get them to, you know, give us a little indication what's going on because Paul Millsap is a vet. He He's not chasing stats. He's not chasing the bag anymore. He just wants to be in a situation that he yeah. wants to win. And suddenly, is he saying he doesn't believe that this team can win? I don't know. But we should really try to find out what's going on there, Mo. Yeah, well, he had an interesting conversation with Chris Haynes on the phone yesterday. So maybe we need to call Chris and get him okay, on the line. let's do that. And, and get you him know involved. What? Let's do because, that. Because it is worrying. I know Kevin Durant is out, but you should not be taking a loss on the road, even on the road, against the 19 and 34 Sacramento Kings. That just simply isn't good enough. But the Brooklyn Nets have slid down to sixth now in the Eastern Conference. The East is stacked. There's not many games separating it. There's five and a half games between first and ninth. So there is room for a lot of movement. The Nets are now three and a half games out of first, but only two games ahead of ninth. So mm. We can see them drop down into a play-in position if this bad run of form continues. Wow. So imagine a scenario in which the Lakers and the Nets both end up in the play-in at risk of missing the NBA playoffs this season. Or, or, or worse yet, miss the entire playoffs. That would be insane. That would be epic. Epic. I would love it. I was saying the other day, you know, like last season, I went on a show and I said, I want things to get crazy. And this was like in January. And, and I said last January, I said, I want things to get crazy. I want to have a finals that no one's expecting, like Phoenix versus Milwaukee. And then somehow, Phoenix versus Milwaukee ended up as a finals. So I'm going to tell you this right now, because someone asked me okay. yesterday, Mo, if you could pick a finals right now, who do you want to see? Do you know what I said? Talk to me. Give me Memphis versus Cleveland. No. Oh. <laughs> Give me Memphis versus Cleveland. Just the two young teams out of nowhere. Resilience. I oh, would gosh. love it because I know for a fact there is zero people in this world who have bet on that being the finals. <laughs> there is not a single person walking this earth who at the start of the season would have called those two teams being in the NBA finals. But um, you know, it's been it's been a very busy night around the NBA. Shout out to Carl Kuzma. We're going to talk about this. Yes, yes. Because yes. he had 24 points. Spencer Nimmy had a triple-double. You know what? I find it interesting around the trade deadline how some players start to pick up their play. For just talking about the Sacramento Kings right there and talking about Spencer Dinwiddie here now. And, you know, Gary Harris had a huge night for the Orlando Magic. He had 22 points off the bench in a game where Indiana were leading the whole time and he came back and hit those free throws in the final few seconds to win the game for Orlando. Meanwhile, you know, there's, there's been a flurry of players around the league who you wouldn't expect to be having huge nights, have been playing very well. I don't know whether that's because they want to play, put on a huge performance to say, don't trade me or do trade me or whatever that might be. Um, OKC ended up beating Dallas. Lou Dort had 30 and uh, Luka Doncic had a huge night, but Trey Mann had 29 as well. Um, so Lucas, 40 points are wasted. We uh, stop a little bit on that game. I watched that game yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just real quick. I just want to say this. I'm a real fan of this kid, Josh Giddy. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to say that. I mean, he, he makes passes that are like, 
pretty special. I don't know if you saw the pass he made this evening. Yeah, he he makes veteran like I wouldn't if you watched it, not knowing anything about the NBA, I wouldn't think he's a rookie. Yeah, he's he's a very interesting player to me. Very very interesting player, and I and I like him. Impressive win, mm. impressive win by OKC. Uh, in overtime, off a triple double. If I remember correctly, he's yep. in overtime. Overtime. And, and you, how about your guy Luke Dort? How about him? Beast. How about Beast. Lou Dort? Lou you Dort know? is one of my favorite players. You know, you know, I love the scrappy defenders, the underdogs. Um, and to see him kind of scoring the ball now, he hit six three pointers last night. To see him scoring the ball a little bit, I love to see. It. I think they've got something nice there in OKC. But the question is, how long are they going to keep? the tank running because you've got shy you've got josh giddy now and you've got lou Dort. those are three very solid pieces well they have every pick for the next 10 years <laughs> okay but at what point do you then cons- consolidate those picks and go and get you are an expert of all people as a boston celtics fan i should be asking you that mo well the truth you is guys, you guys yeah, t- tell me the, yeah, the tell truth me is you don't there has not been a team that I can recall where hoarding draft picks and tanking has actually ever worked out. And this is my theory on why nothing goes right for the Sixers. This is why Carl Kuzma is blocking your game-winning shots because tanking cannot get rewarded. The basketball gods will not have it. If you're OKC, and it's, it's well-documented that OKC, who picked Josh Giddy in the draft last year, they tried to package a bunch of picks together to move up to pick up Evan Mobley. And there was a report, I think ESPN published it on draft night. They put out, I can't even remember, five or six draft picks, first round picks, just to move up three or four spaces to get the guy they wanted. And the other teams around the league were just saying no. So I think when you have that many draft picks, everyone knows what you're trying to do and you lose your leverage in a way because the rest of the teams know you can't put all of these players on a roster. You have 50 draft picks. You're not gonna, you're not got 50 roster spots. You can't put them all on a roster. So you have no leverage in trading all of those picks because you can't physically play all of those players. So what you're gonna do, you're gonna have to draft them. And then once the player's been drafted, the trade value of that first round pick has decreased. And you're gonna get so a is better. Is that what deal. happened to the Celtics? Is this what happened to the Celtics? The Celtics, um, because you guys had all the draft picks at one time too. Well, the, the conversation with the Celtics would be completely different if Kyrie Irving just never left, because the valuable draft picks got <laughs> traded. The valuable draft picks got traded in that. Whose fault is that, Mo? Mo, he just left. Who is to blame for that? Not me. Um, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I know. Okay. But yeah, my my thing is that. The basketball gods will not reward tanking, and okay. these tanking teams are not going to win anything. Because you look at the teams, who so we the never best. have to worry. So what we can say is we don't have to worry about OKC. I'm not worried about OKC guys. winning a championship. Okay. Nope. Right. I'm fair. not worried That's about. Fair. I'm not worried about the Sixers winning a championship. Okay. That's I'm not. Fair. I'm not worried about these tanking teams. I've got. I've got good faith in in having the right mentality. Look at Memphis. Right. I know we talk about them all the time. But they didn't do the tag. They had maybe one or two bad seasons. Bounced right back at it. How come every time I talk about Memphis, I just feel good? uh, They're the most likable team in the NBA. 
They have no reason to dislike them. But here's what worries me is, remember when the Golden State Warriors were the most likable team in the NBA? There's only so many seasons you can go from being likable until you turn into the villains. So I think everyone's going to love Memphis, love Memphis. Once they win one or two championships, then they're going to turn into the villains and people are going to want to see them lose. I think that's just the nature of sports fans. Uh, but what I will say, you know, whilst talking about OKC in all fairness is, it's not too long ago that they were in the playoffs. And I think they kind of got to the playoffs by accident. I don't think they knew Chris Paul would be so good when they when they made that trade for him. And I don't think they expected Dennis Schroeder to be almost the sixth man of the year coming off the bench for them. So fair play to that OKC team making the playoffs. I'm also not worried about the Houston Rockets winning a championship, even though they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. I'm not worried about them. Did you see this kid, Kevin Porter Jr., the other night, sitting on the bench, ordering a grill whilst the team was having a timeout? I did not see that. So he's on the bench. Particular instance, yeah. And there's a jeweler, a famous jeweler, sitting on the row behind the bench. And Kevin Porter Jr. is turned around, talking to the jeweler, takes his phone and he's putting in an order for a set of grills, you know, the the diamond teeth that people put in (laughs) during the game. And that's, that's when I read out loud and never be worried about the Houston Rockets as talented (laughs) as he is. Cause Kevin Porter Jr. Has some real basketball talent, but come on, man, take the game serious. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I didn't see it. So I reserve the right here to say no comment. I didn't see it. Fair enough. I, I didn't see that. Fair enough. If it didn't happen during the game. I, I'm not. It looking did up. happen. I'm not it did up. happen during the game. Well, I, I yeah, I was watching the game. I, I was watching. Mm-hmm. I was watching this. <laughs> I was watching the game. I was watching the ten guys on the floor. My um, what I did see from the Houston Rockets is Alperin Shangun, the rookie out of Turkey. Yes has been yes. in the lab working with the one and only Hakeem the Dream. Now, it got me thinking, BJ. Okay. He's obviously a post player, and he's learning from the master of the post in terms of the footwork, in terms of the scoring move, and also will help him defensively too. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon. If you were a rookie in the league right now, and you could be coached or mentored by any former player, at your position, who would that be? You know, it's a great question, Mo. You know, um, if you were a rookie today in 2022, you know, Mo, but if I, if I didn't know any better, I would pick my favorite player, whoever that player would be. You would pick Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, if I didn't know any better. Fortunately, fortunately enough, when I came into this league, I had some idea that I was never going to be that player. And my main focus, I mean, I don't know why, I think it was just the era that I grew up in. My main focus was how to play 82 games. Like, I really took pride in playing 82 games. Like, trying to be Akeem Olajuwon didn't impress me as being available to play every single game. That was like, I don't, I have no idea. It was just part of the fabric. I think I learned it. I don't know, in Chicago. I don't know where I learned it. I just wanted to play every game. 
And I wasn't so obsessed with style. I wasn't obsessed with points or anything like that. I was like, how can I play 82 games? Because to me, that was the goal. That should be the goal for every player. How do you become available every game? Like your best ability is your availability. Like I'm a pro now and I want to be available every game. And so what I'm saying is I would recommend to these players, instead of working on footwork and moves and all those things, which are essential, how do you make yourself available? So you, you would go to a Andre Miller or a Derek well, Fisher. Yeah. Cause those guys, I, I don't ever remember those guys missing games. Really? You know, I listen, I'm going to tell you something here. I'm going to tell you if, if I were playing in today's game, if I was playing in today's game and I was talking to um, a good friend of mine, hopefully we can have this friend someday on the show. And we were talking about today's game. And he, and he said, BJ, if I were playing in today's game and I bo- I've, I've been a starter and I've come off the bench. And he was like, if I was playing in today's game, the way they play, pace, space, all this crossover, step back, double step back, triple step back, in and out, the way they play. He's like, I would demand that I come off the bench and be a bench player. Because I'm not going to put my body with 35, 38 minutes of that type of stress in today's game. I mean, these guys are getting up 50, 60 threes in a game. We were getting up 50, 60 points in a game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was nothing for her to play in a game 67 to 72 in an NBA game. Now you see that at halftime. You see that at halftime. And he was like, in order for me to preserve myself and preserve my body, and give me the best chance to be the best player I could be in my career, I would demand that I come off the bench. That's and very I thought about it. And I thought about it. And I said, I agree. I, and if I played in today's game, I would want to be a bench player. Because I wouldn't want to be the guy playing 38 minutes a night. Because you're going to play the game in the game. You got to have the in and out. You got to have the step back. You got to, I mean, watching John Morant catch alley-oops, you're going, the body's just not made to do that. Is it fun to watch, Mo? Absolutely. But you're playing 37, 38, 40 minutes in the playoffs. Something's got to give. So to answer your question, Mo, if I were playing today's game, I would reach out to all of the six men who've ever played in this league and really try to perfect that so that I can have a 14 to 15 year career because I can play a lot longer, 24 to 27 minutes a night than I can 35 to 38 minutes a night. Okay. Just before we go to wrap up, can you guess the top three players in minutes logged so far this season? Who do you think has been on the court for the most amount of time? Somebody from the Knicks. I don't know. Julius, Julius Randle is fourth. Julius Randle is fourth. Okay. RJ Barrett, is, is he not up there? Is nope. He, he's not up there. Okay. I think he missed some, right. some time with an injury. Okay. So you're saying the top three guys in minutes played this year? Total minutes. Not minutes per game. Total minutes. So oh. that factors in 
games missed. So I'm talking about total minutes. Total minutes. Number one on this list. Do you want to know? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Nope. The number one player in minutes played so far this season, Russell Westbrook. Wow. So everyone who gets onto him for his turnovers, I don't think you understand how difficult it is to do his job. He's a, he shows up I, I, and he's playing big minutes. I mean, yep. I give, I, I, but you, I've said this without knowing that stat. I, you can say what you want to about, you know, how he plays, right? That's fair game, right? But you can't say anything about him. Nope. That guy shows up every night, every game, win, lose, or draw, and gives you maximum effort. Mm-hmm. I salute. I salute that. I respect that. And I and I hold that to again, you know, as we were talking over, I told you my the thing I value most is show guys who show up. That's like mm-hmm. the first rule of anyone who has a job. First, you got to show up. You could have been in the building. Number two on the list, Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. He's going to get paid this summer, and rightly so. Number three on this list, Jason Tatum, which is a surprise considering how many games he's missed. But the reason I think Tatum is on this list is remember those few weeks where almost every Celtics game was going to overtime or double overtime. I think that's why he's on this list from those games bumping them up because there's not much separating him and Julius Randle. Then you've got Mikael Bridges, Franz Wagner, the rookie, who, by the way, needs more respect in this rookie of the year conversation because he's been the most consistent, in my opinion, shows up for every game, and he's a leader on that team. Fred Van Fleet's up there, Tyrese Halliburton, Sadiq Bey, Chris Paul, which is insane, Chris Paul at his age, being on this list and still being injury-free. Hopefully it stays that way. Dorian Finney-Smith, Steph Curry, James Harden, Jalen Brunson, Harrison Barnes, and as, as you go down the list. So, you know, wow. salute to those guys that show up and they're putting in big minutes to carry their teams. Yes. yes. But we're going to put in some big minutes tomorrow because tomorrow is the day where we will answer all of your questions. Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to that. We have well, a lot of I'm questions, really, so we oh, might I'm not really be able to go in too deep, but we're going to try and get back to every single one of you who tweeted yes. your questions in. If you want your question answered, go and find a tweet that I put out yesterday and reply to that specific tweet because I'm going to be reading the replies to that tweet. So if you tweet me elsewhere or Instagram or DM, I ain't going to lie. It's not getting answered. Reply well, to that where, tweet. Where, can I ask you this moment? Yes. Where can I get my Hoop Genius merch? I need some merch. Oh, the streets have been asking. The streets have been asking, PJ. The streets have been waiting for a hot minute. And you should know that there's a special delivery coming to you in the post. But for Ooh. our fans out there, Ooh. they got to wait. They got to they gotta wait because we need some more love. We need some more listeners. We need them to spread the word a bit more. So if you guys at home want some Hoop Genius merchandise, you got to be sharing this podcast everywhere you can because... The more listeners we get, then we can start dropping the merch. We can drop the hoodies, the T-shirts, the snapbacks. You that's, name it. That's what I'm got saying, it. But before that, on, we need more love. We need more love. The love's been crazy, but we need some more. We need the word to be All spreading right. farther and farther away. We need to be getting more listeners, more ears on the show, more eyes on the show. And once we do that, we'll give the people what they want. But for now, you've got to sit time, be patient, 
We love all of you guys who rock with us. We need to increase the HG family of our amazing listeners. Tomorrow we'll be answering your questions. And anytime you have anything you want to ask, feel free to tweet us. We'll talk about it on the show because that's what we do this for, for you guys at home. As BJ loves to say, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here. Now you're talking. Now you're talking, Mo. All right, tomorrow, we're going to engage with the fans. Yes, sir. We're going to engage with the people. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Mo. I appreciate our listeners and all the people. And please, get those questions in. We're going to try to get every one of them tomorrow. And uh, hey, my friend, let's get it. Yes, sir. Make sure you get those questions in and make sure you get buckets. 